God bless you on tonight. We thank you for um, joining us tonight for our Bible study. Uh, we're grateful for what God is doing and for what God has done. Amen. And what God continues um, to do. And so we thank you for joining us um, tonight. And so we're grateful for this Bible study. Amen. Amen. Our Bible study tonight will come from Deuteronomy chapter 3. Deuteronomy chapter 3, looking at verses 23 through 28. It's Deuteronomy chapter 3, looking at verses 23 through uh, 28. And it says, at that time, I begged the Lord, Lord God, you have begun to show your greatness and your strong hand to your servant. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can perform deeds and mighty acts like yours? Please let me cross over and see the beautiful land on the other side of the Jordan, that good hill country in Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me because of you and would not listen to me. The Lord said to me, that's enough. Do not speak to me again about this matter. Go to the top of Pisgah and look to the west, north, south, and east and see with your own eyes for you will not cross the Jordan. But commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him for he will cross over ahead of the people and enable them to inherit this land that you will see. And for tonight's lesson, I want to teach and talk about when the door closes. When the door closes. On last week, we discovered that Moses was getting Joshua ready for a transition. And now Moses has spoken to Joshua about getting him ready. And now it has become a reality that Moses won't get to see what Joshua will see. And the background of this text comes from Numbers chapter 20, in which Moses lost his composure and he got angry. And because of that anger, that's what became the penalty of why God told him specifically that he wouldn't cross the land that he was going to be given. Numbers chapter 20, verse 6 through 13 says this way, then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the doorway of the tent of meeting. They fell face down and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord spoke to Moses, take the staff and assemble the community. You and your brother Aaron are to speak to the rock while they watch and it will yield its water. You will bring out water for them from the rock and provide drink for the community and their livestock. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence, just as he commanded him. Moses and Aaron summoned the assembly in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, listen, you rebels, must we bring water out of this rock for you? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff so that abundant water gushed out in the community and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to, Mo but the Lord said to Moses, and Aaron, because you did not trust me to demonstrate my holiness in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this assembly into the land I have given them. These are the waters of Mirabah, where the Israelites quarreled with the Lord and he demonstrated his holiness to them. So now here is Moses, who has been the leader of the children of Israel since the book of Exodus. And now he is at this point that now the Lord has told him to be quiet. Don't say anything else because you won't be the one that will lead them into the promised land. The thing is that Moses didn't obey God. And that, watch this, Moses' attitude 
is what now has caused a transition of leadership. But not only that, we see the reaction of God in this text. And it's a clear cut reminder that our actions have consequences and that anything we do, it it has some form of a consequence. Because the thing about it is we have to be careful with our attitudes because sometimes our attitudes can make us miss out on our blessings and our attitudes, watch this, can really push people away. Say it again. Our attitudes can make us miss out on our blessings and sometimes our attitudes can push people away. Because you'll notice that sometimes our attitudes will make people not feel comfortable around us. It will make people not really talk to us. And you've got to be careful what you say and what you do. Because watch this, sometimes some things don't remain the same. Say it again. Sometimes some things don't remain the same. And that's why you have to be careful what you say. That's why, that's why you have to be careful what you think. That's why you got to be careful of how you talk. That's why you got to be careful how you treat. Because some things don't remain the same. Some things change. And we have to be careful with our attitudes because our attitudes can push people away. And like I said, it can make you miss out on your blessings. It can make you miss out on that open door. And you'll notice that when some of our attitudes can make people feel uncomfortable. That's why you have to be very careful what you say and how you say it because attitudes have consequences. Because you see it right here in this text. Moses shows us, watch this, not only did he beg God, but then he goes on to mention and talks about the greatness of God, the strong hand and deeds of God. Because you see that Moses, watch this, is trying so hard to come back and wants to enter the land. But God said, no. God said, I don't think so. And God says, I'm tired of hearing about this from you because you can look at it from all sides of the spectrum. But Moses won't enter into the promised land. But now he has to get Joshua ready because he is the one that God has chosen. It was Moses, but I told you the attitude of Moses cost him entering the promised land. It's bad already when God says no. And now it's even more bad and it's even more worse that you have to see the land but can't get it because somebody has taken your place. Say again, it's bad already when God says no. And now it is even more bad. Now it's even more worse that you see this land, but you can't get it because somebody else has taken your place. That's real. That's true. And it's factual. Sometimes our attitudes can make us lose what we are supposed to have. And not only that, but it's also bad when you have to watch it up close, when you see what you could have had, when you see what you've could have enjoyed, when you see what could have been yours, but because of a snarkling attitude, because of a bad attitude, because of a bad reaction, now you see what you could have had. Somebody else has stepped in and somebody else has taken your place. And it's bad, not only when you lose it, but now you have to see somebody else taking your place. Because we can be honest right now. There are some blessings that should be ours. But our attitudes got in the way.
And when attitudes get in the way, when attitudes take over, and when attitudes begin to sprout up, be careful what you say when you are heated because some stuff you say can't be taken back. Say it again. Be careful what you say. Be careful of what how you respond. Be careful of how you act when it is tight, when it is forcible, when it, it, when it is not going right. Because some things cannot be taken back. Because you may not realize it. You may not realize it. But there have been some things that have been said that have caused a wound, a blow, and a hurt that is still lingering and that is still present. And you've got to be careful of it. And you have to be careful of what you do because there are times, watch this, some people never come back, especially when you're the call of a hurt. Say it again. Some people never come back to you if you're the one that caused them to hurt. You're the one that caused them to bleed. If you're the one that caused them to, to, to really have to really have this, this emotional response, this horror, some people never come back. Because watch this. Don't take it for granted and don't take a person's love for granted. That doesn't give anybody to the right just to talk to anybody any kind of way or even treat them any kind of way because there are some consequences and penalties when you go down the wrong way, when you say the wrong things and when you do the wrong things, there is a penalty. That's why you have to be careful of what you say. You have to be careful of what you think. You got to be careful how you respond. Because what I tell you, so when you when some things you say can't be taken back, and there are some people who will who won't come back. And watch this. There can be some people that are with you physically, but emotionally, they're far from you because of an attitude. Because of an attitude, they are far from you. Because watch this, Moses has been the leader. <laughs> Say it again. Moses has been the leader of the children of Israel for many years. What? Right? He's been he's been the leader of the children of Israel for many years. He's been the leader of the children of Israel for many years. And he has dealt with the grumbles and the complaints. He's dealt with it all. God has come through time after time for Moses. But now Moses takes matters into his own hands and not trust God and doesn't do what God says, but decides to do his own thing. When you take matters in your own hands and don't allow the Lord to do it or do what the Lord says, there will be a contradiction. Because you might experience a temporal high, but you'll also suffer permanent loss, permanent loss, permanent lows, and some damage because attitudes can hurt us. Attitudes can make us lose trust and attitudes can make us develop walls that you'll never be able to climb. Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, a gentle answer turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 8 through 9, and says it this way, but he rejected the advice of the elders who had advised him and consulted with the young man who had grown up with him and attended him. He asked them, what message do you advise that we send back to this people who said to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? 
Then verse 13 through 15 says, then the king answered the people harshly. He rejected the advice the elders had given him and spoke to them according to the young man's advice. My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with barb barb which the king did not listen to the people because this turn of events came from the Lord to carry out his word which the Lord has spoken through Ahiji the Shilonite to, Jero to Jeroboam son of Nebite in verse 19 Israel is still in rebellion against the house of David today Proverbs 18 verse 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit Matthew chapter 15, verse 18 says, but what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart and this defiles a person. So this word begged in the Hebrew means to plead, to ask for mercy, to appeal. The name of the Lord in the Hebrew means reverence and proper name. And then the name God means the self-existing and the one true God. This word cross in the Hebrew means to pass beyond, to pass along, to march over. And this word angry means to alienate, to take away, and to do away. So here is Moses. He's wanting to move beyond a certain point and go to a whole different direction. But watch this. But because the Lord was alienated and angry, then the answer came back to him. And the Lord told Moses, no. God has shown his anger with Moses. And how would you deal with God? when he's angry with you. Because the effects of dealing with an angry God, the Lord disciplined us to, disciplines us to a point that there will be some things we won't be able to see, experience, or even witness because we've made God angry. But not only angry, the Lord didn't even listen to Moses. Can you imagine having to deal with the silent treatment from God? <laughs> it's bad enough when people get silent with us, especially those who we love, who we support, and we didn't mean to hurt. But think about when our heavenly father is the one that gives the silent treatment. Because Moses, it was there for you. But now it isn't there for you. And now you have to train up your successor. Think about that as well having to get the people prepared, the successor prepared, and getting yourself prepared, but yet you're the one who doesn't get to see what others will see. And then the other thing is, as you look at verse 24 of this text, that now you see Moses what God is doing, but now you find out you won't relish it. Because sometimes our attitudes and just how we look at some people because of where they are right now can make us disqualify them and talk down to them and to think less of them, not knowing what they can do, what value they have and what they can become. We got to stop labeling people. We got to stop talking down on people. We got to stop looking down on people just because they may not have what you have. or They may not drive what you drive. or They may not live like you live. They may not have the nice furniture like you have. Or they may not always wear the nicest clothes like you wear. That doesn't mean you look down on them just because you have a high salary and they have a low salary. That doesn't mean you look down on them because you never know what they can become. Your answer prayer could be the one who doesn't meet your criteria. 
Your answer prayer could be the one that doesn't meet your criteria, but you'll never know if you look down on them and if you look down on them and never give them a chance, never give them an opportunity. You don't know what they possess. You don't know what God may do with, through them. You don't know what they, what they have that you might need. But you can't look down on them. Because you don't know what God is giving them, what God has placed in them, what God has, has, has shown them. You don't know that. And because you don't know that, but you just see them for where they are right now, then all of a sudden it, it may be one of those situations where you, you might roll your eyes. You may say this, you may say that, basically disqualifying them. But you don't know what they can become. You don't know. So we have to be careful about that because nobody who nobody wants to be labeled badly. Nobody wants to be labeled like they can't do this or they can't do that or they can't achieve or they can't go forward or they aren't. Nobody wants to be given unfair labels when they don't get a fair shot. So we have to be careful about how we view things and how we view people. It, 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 it's amazing because you can look and see. Some people may not dress a certain way. You may think they dress raggedy, but you don't know that they have a, a bank account that's in the millions. While somebody that dresses great is struggling and it's put on a fake facade and a fake life, but you see what they have and you disqualify. You don't know what a person might be can do, but it's all how we view and do and treat people. Because watch this. It doesn't matter if you have it right now. That doesn't mean you always will. And sometimes a bad attitude can cause it to be stripped from you. So again, it doesn't matter if you have it right now. That doesn't mean you always will. And a bad attitude can cause it to be stripped from you. You can see it and then try to come on back, but then find that someone else has taken your place. And now you can start, you can search and scramble for that same thing only to discover what you had can't be replaced because even though some things might be bigger and more glamorous, that doesn't make them better or more satisfying. So again, some things may be bigger, they may be more glamorous, but that doesn't mean they are better and more satisfying. That's why whatever the Lord gives us, whatever the Lord allows us to have, we've got to treat it right. But if you don't treat it right, there's always somebody waiting <laughs> to do whatever they can to take your place. Not only that, the Lord knows how to replace you. Rep the Lord knows how to replace what isn't appreciative and grant what will be appreciative, what will treat right, what will do right. The Lord knows how to replace too. Don't think God can't replace you. Don't think he can't replace you. Don't think he will replace you. You might think that you have it all together and you might even say that anybody that wants to be around me has to be has to be able to handle and deal with me. But watch this. The thing is, you can lose more people and more people will not want to help and more people won't want to deal with you, not just because of a bad attitude. But if you can't handle you, how do you expect somebody else to handle you? And, even, and if you don't even let God handle you, if you don't listen to God, if you don't follow God, if you don't stop when God tells you, Scott, how do you expect somebody else to handle and live and deal with you? Don't work like that. <laughs> 
Am I right? It, it don't work like that. Because if God, if you won't even let God check you, if you won't even let God chast chastise you, how do you expect it to happen from somebody else? But it's all about our attitudes and how we treat people. But like I said, you think you might have it together now, but you just don't know what might happen down the line. Because watch the text. Moses has begged God. And you see, because Moses knows what is coming. <laughs> It's in the text. It's in verse 25 of the text. Moses mentions this land is beautiful. And the and that word beautiful in the Hebrew means good, pleasant, prosperous, and rich land. This land is beautiful and it stretches and is wide. But Moses, you won't get to it. It is that harsh truth and reality. Moses won't be going. And it, and it is also something else. We need to understand and realize, don't let people make you act up and act out. Don't let people make you act up and act out. There will be moments that you will have to realize some people aren't worth me losing my character, losing my blessings, and messing up my life for. Don't let too much negative energy take away the positive energy that you have built up. Don't do that. Because you get to that place where you understand and realize some people are not worth me messing up. Some people aren't worth me losing this and losing that. I, I, I've done too much. I've been through too much. I've witnessed too much. I've gone through too much to allow it to be just taken away, to allow it to be stripped. I can't let some people mess me up. Don't let that happen. Because you'll see it, but won't be able to enter it. You'll, you'll witness it, but won't be able to enter it. You'll be on the cusp, and then it'll be stripped from you. Or you can have it, and then somebody else takes your place. Because of the wrong attitude, the wrong disposition, the wrong character, the wrong mindset, the wrong treatment. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says, Do not be yoked together with those who do not believe. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? Daniel chapter 3, verses 12 through 19 says, There are some Jews you have appointed to manage the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men have ignored you, the king. They do not serve your gods, gods or worship the gold, the gold statue you have set up. Then in a furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar gave orders to bring in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar asked him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue that I have set up? up now if you're ready when you hear the sound of the horn flute either either zither lyre harp drumming every kind of music fall down and worship the statue i made but if you don't worship it you will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire and who is the god who can rescue you from my power shadrach meshach and abednego replied to the king nebuchadnezzar we don't need to give you an answer to this question if the god we serve exists then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire and he can rescue us from the power of you the king but even if he does not rescue us we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary. 
verse 23 through 25. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped in alarm. He said to his advisors, didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied to the king. He exclaimed, look, I see four men walk, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. James chapter one, verse 19 through 21 says, my dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. There it is again. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 24 through 25. Don't make friends with an angry person. Don't be a companion of a hot-tempered one, or you will learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. And then Proverbs chapter 29, verse 11, a fool gives, gives full vent to his anger, but a wise person holds it in check. Because watch this. You don't want it to be too late. <laughs> then all of a sudden you realize and see that you can't give back what you lost. Some stuff we can lose. Some stuff will never return. And some stuff will not be the same if we aren't careful and if we allow things to just not improve and not grow. Because there should be a point that there should never be a point that we don't grow. Amen. There should never be a point when we don't grow. We all stand in need of growth and we should all grow in all areas of life. You also grow when you realize that, watch this, not everything and not everybody deserves or needs a reaction from you. Uh-oh. Everything and everybody does not need a reaction from you. You don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to talk about everything. You don't have you don't have to have full-fledged conversations about everything. Some stuff you some stuff you don't need to respond to cuz and, and the thing about it is some stuff that we respond to don't have nothing to do with us anyway. And if it doesn't have anything to do with me, why am I putting so much time, putting so much effort and putting so much energy into responding to it? If it doesn't have anything to do with me, some stuff I don't need to respond to. Some people you don't need to respond to. There have been people who have missed out on some great things because they felt the need that they had to respond to everything. They had to respond to this. They had to respond to that. You get more joy when you get to that place where you know what? I don't need to respond to this. I don't need to. I don't. I, I don't need to allow this to ruin my day or ruin my spirit. I don't even. I don't even see this. I'm just so focused on me. I'm so focused on what God is doing in me. I'm so focused on this life that God has blessed me with that I don't need to respond to everything. Some things you don't need to respond to. Because the thing about it is, what's the point of responding to it when you can't even fix it? There's some stuff we respond to, but we can't fix it. There's some stuff we respond to that we were never even invited to in the first place. Everything and everybody does not need our reaction. And watch this. You grow up when you realize that everything doesn't need a response. And watch this. Some stuff and some people will only bring the bad out of you. Some stuff and some people only bring the bad out of you. That's why it's some things I don't need to respond to because watch this. There's some things and some people, if you're not careful, that's when the attitude comes. That's when the bad disposition comes. There's some things and some people you just don't need to respond to. There's some things and some people you just don't even, you can just, pa just pass and move. Stop responding to everything, especially when it's not about you, when it's not really affecting you.
That's why some stuff you don't need to be around. There are some things you shouldn't look at. There are some calls and some texts you shouldn't respond to. There are some things that you shouldn't allow people to bring to you. There are some comments you shouldn't engage in. And there are just some things that aren't going to bring anything positive but negative. So don't allow them to get to you. It's just some stuff you don't need to respond to. Some stuff you don't need to entertain. Because what can happen is that you 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 call yourself responding. Then all of a sudden you respond to it. But now, now you're the one that's that that's unhappy. Or now you're the one that's lost your joy. Now you're the one that's lost your happiness. As a matter of fact, now you're the one who has a bad label, who has a bad name, who has a bad stigma. Then people say, watch out for this person, watch out for, watch out for him. And then all and, and, and then they get a misconception about who you are. They get a misconception diagnosis about who you are and then they tell people don't trust you or or don't be around you all because of a few seconds and i know it's hard i know it's difficult but there are just some things that's just not a worth me losing my time my minutes my seconds my blessing and my focus where is your focus where is your focus? Because when you know where your focus is, then you understand I got to do what's right and what's appropriate. And I cannot give myself over to just everything just to have a conversation. I told you some things we can't respond to. Some things we got to let go. Some things we don't need to be entertained. Some things we don't need to listen to. Some things we don't need to dive in. Because if it's not your life, it's not your life. You got you 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 got to focus on you. Stop worrying about everything everybody else is doing. Well, we got to focus on us, and not just that, but not only. But there are times where you can't respond because watch this. You don't know who's watching you and you don't know what open doors God has 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 prepared for you. But when you respond negatively and when you allow an attitude to develop, that door can close and never reopen. That's a word for youth. Kids in school. Don't let your friends make you have a bad attitude and talk bad to your teacher. You don't know, you don't know what teacher is watching you and, and has their eye on you because you don't know who teachers don't. You don't know what teacher is looking at you and say, well, this is a good student. This student can really do something great. This student has it. But because you listen to your friends and because you allow them to, you allow them to, to influence you negative, you keep hitting that rock. And then you can't see the promised land. You don't get to see that scholarship. You don't get to see that recommendation to that magnet school. You don't get to see that recommendation to, to that performing art school. All of all because you responded and listened to the wrong people. Even in marriages, even in relationships, you can't listen to everybody. Everybody's not happy that you are happy. Everybody isn't happy that you have somebody that loves you. Everybody isn't happy that you have somebody that takes care of you. Everybody isn't happy that you have somebody that's coming to your life, that's, show, that's showing you something and doing things for you that they couldn't do and that they didn't choose to do. And now they see being with you, you're growing, you're elevating, you're, you're becoming something new. They don't like that. They, wanna, they don't like that. And then what they'll do, they'll start feeding you things and start speaking things. And then you may respond to them and then when you respond to them it might hurt you everybody isn't happy for you for your love for your bliss for your joy you got to keep people out your relationships got to keep people out your marriage you got to keep people out of your home 
If they don't have a room, they don't need to know. If they don't have a room, they don't need to be in your home. You got to keep some folk out and follow God. Moses would have been better if he would have just listened to God. He saw what God did previously. So Moses, what's going on? Because a temporary moment. See, see, that's why sometimes you got to pull away. It's better to pull away than keep going and then you do something you'll later regret. Can't you see? If you When you read Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 23 to 28, Moses has some regret. Moses is, is basically asking God. I said, the text says he begged, he pleaded. Now he has some regret. All because of a temporary moment. So sometimes you got to pull away. It's okay to pull away sometimes. It's okay to take care of you. It's okay because you don't want to have regret. Then all of a sudden, here you are now, not able to flourish, not able to get this. Because once I said, as we talked about earlier, sometimes some things can't be taken back. Some people don't come back. Some blessings don't come back. Some doors don't come back. Some opportunities don't come back. You can beg and plead, but there's those times when some words you speak will that some words you speak they'll burn a hole in somebody that that'll make them never come back. That's why we gotta be careful how we speak. We gotta talk correctly. We gotta talk with love. We gotta talk with fervor. We gotta talk with grace. Colossians chapter four, verse six says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer each person. Here it is. If you aren't careful, some mistakes can't be undone, especially when you drunk from the wrong fountain. Ephesians chapter five, verse six through seven says, let no one deceive you with empty arguments for God's wrath is coming on the disobedient because of these things. Therefore, do not become their partners. And in verse 15 through 17 of, of Ephesians five says, pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord will is what the Lord's will is. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse one through three. If I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. That's what we have to do what the Lord says, because you don't want the Lord to turn his back on you. I don't, we, you ought to say, I don't want the Lord to be displeased with me. I don't want the Lord to be unhappy with me. I don't want the Lord, I don't want the Lord to cause me that, that type of emotional distress but i want him to be pleased with me in 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 first samuel you notice that saul was the king of israel but saul this didn't didn't obey god and when he didn't obey god god was so displeased god speaks to samuel and said i i regret i ever made saul king and then and then, and then samuel comes and then Samuel comes to Saul and tells him, and then Saul tries to get back. Saul, then Saul all of a sudden tries to do what God says, but it was at that point, it was too late. And then David comes. And that's the one that was anointed. Saul had it, but he didn't listen to God. And that's the thing about it. Who are you listening to? Because there are a lot of people who have spirits and every spirit is not a healthy, good spirit. Some people have negative demonic spirits and because they didn't deal with that, now they're trying to bring it on you. Who are you listening to?
So I'm saying, don't miss your blessings. Don't let this door close. Don't let your blessings erode and fade away because you didn't listen to God. Because you didn't obey God. Because you didn't follow God. Because you didn't trust God. I, you know, when we, when all of us, when we're growing up, our parents would always tell us, do what I tell you to do. Even if we didn't like it, even if we didn't agree with it, there was a reason why mama and daddy told us to do certain things. And when you didn't do them, we all felt it. We got punished. And, and we lost some things. I, I can recall there were some things my mom used to tell me to do, my dad used to tell me to do. And as a kid, I didn't do them. All of a sudden, I'm on punishment. Can't watch TV. Can't play uh, my video games. I really didn't start getting a chance to watch All-Star Saturday night <laughs> till like 2005. Because it seemed like it seemed like I was doing good. But every time the NBA All-Star Weekend would come, it seemed like a curse came. It seemed like, it seemed like it was a hex. And every time something would happen, and then all of a sudden, and I, and I knew it, I was like, something would happen. I couldn't watch the All-Star game. I would always get punished, and it seemed like, and they knew I wanted to watch the All-Star game. They knew I wanted to watch the three-point contest. They knew I wanted to watch the slam dunk contest, but it was at that moment, at that time, that's when the punishment happened. Then all of a sudden, I couldn't watch it anymore. And then because I couldn't watch it, you, but I was mad, I was angry, I was upset but I didn't do what they told me to do. But not only that, sometimes it was what I said. That's where I'm going. And we all know that there'll be times if you just talk back to your parents, get you in trouble. Raising your voice will get you in trouble. And it'll have you losing so much. That you could have had this. It was right here for you, but you talked back and now it's gone. And that's the thing. Don't let things be gone when they don't have to be gone. Don't let things leave you when they don't have to leave you. Don't let things evaporate when they don't have to. But we have to make sure that we are following God. Not, 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 not disrespecting, not, 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 not doing that. But we got to follow God. Always. At all times. Because the Lord is choosing us. Am I right? I said the Lord is choosing us. And it's important that we always do what is proper and what is correct. Because watch this. You can lose it. If you don't treat it right, <laughs> you don't want to stop doing what's right. And, and you don't want to stop doing what's appropriate. Watch this. And you certainly don't want to stop doing what's godly. Because if you don't do what's right, what's appropriate, what's godly, you can lose it. You can lose it. You can lose it. Some one bad decision, one bad mistake, and you can lose a whole lot. You you can lose it. It's not even you like you were trying to lose it, but you can lose it. One bad decision, one bad mistake, and you can lose it. I think about the Dallas Carter um, 1988 high school football team. Great team. Great team, but you know they they made some mistakes. They were gambling, um, playing crap games, and they were at the height, the pinnacle. I mean, they were popular everywhere in Dallas. But then they started, um, they started doing armed robberies, buying all kinds of shoes and things, and didn't think they would get caught, but they did. You know what happened when they got caught? They went to jail. Many of the stars went to jail. These guys had just signed scholarships, national letters of intent to play at universities all across the country. 
but they lost it. They lost it because they made the wrong decisions. And that's the thing. We have to be careful of the decisions that we make. Think about Moses. Put yourself in Moses' shoes. Moses, I, I, I wish Moses would have just stopped for a minute before he hit that rock. Moses, think about this before you do it. Are you sure? Sometimes we got to think before we act. We got to think before we respond. We got to think before we try to say, I'm going to tell this person off. I'm going to tell that person off. I'm going to tell them about themselves. You might want to think about that. Because once again, you don't know what a person is dealing with already. And you know, sometimes there are people that will, that honestly, when we, if you get in that situation, if you are in that situation where you might, where you might really, really just give them a piece of your mind and they really are trying to be open and upfront and honest, there will be times that some people will never trust you with them. They'll never trust you with their heart. Never trust you with their feelings. Never trust you with their emotions. They'll never trust you. And the reason is because of how you acted toward them. What you said to them. Your attitude. Our attitudes carry more weight than what we realize. Moses shows us that. That attitude carries a whole lot of weight. It carries so much weight. It carries so much weight. But it's about trusting in God. It's about following God. It's about serving God. It's about going where God is telling us to go. But we got to do what God says. And not only do we have to do what God says, we have to be responsible responsible and appropriate because it's about being godly that's what happens when we grow up and when we do what the lord is telling us to do everything that god tells us to do will not make sense and truth be told we won't always agree with it but the benefits are better than the consequences. <laughs> the benefits are better than the consequences. Everything God tells us to do, we don't always agree with. If we're honest, we don't agree with everything God tells us to do. Some things God tells us to do, it just doesn't make sense. Some things God tells us to do, it doesn't make sense. It, 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 it's puzzling. But the benefits outweigh the consequences. All Moses had to do was speak, not hit. Speak. It, it, it's, it, 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 it's clear in this text. It's clear in the text. So y'all, so nobody thinks I'm making it up. It's clear. Numbers, Numbers chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20. It says, right, the Lord spoke to Moses, take the staff and assemble the command. You and your brother are what? Watch this. Are to speak to the rock while they watch and it will yield this water. You will bring out water for them from the rock and provide drink for the community and their livestock. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence just as he's commanded. Moses and the Aaron summoned the assembly in front of the rock. Moses said to them, listen, you rebels. Must we bring water out of this rock for you? So Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff. God said, speak. But then Moses said, you rebels, and hits the rock. And, and, and that's the thing. And, and that's another thing about this text that we have to be mindful of. Some people never forget what you call them. 
and, and, the, and the thing is, with anything, with anything, if you don't like being talked about, why are you talking about others? If you don't want people to talk about your business, why are you talking about other people's business? If you don't want somebody to call you out your name, why are you calling other people out their name? Goes both ways. You can't have it just your way and get mad when it's when 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 you find out people talking bad about you or saying this bad about you. But what did you say about people? It goes both ways. Goes both ways. So Moses is calling these people rebels. God didn't tell Moses to call them rebels. God never mentions that. God never told him to call. God never told Moses to call his children rebels. Moses, that wasn't your job. All your job was to speak to the people. That's all your job was. Not to call nobody a rebel. That wasn't your job. But see, we also have to let the Lord check us. We've got to let the Lord check us. We've got to let God check us. It's like when we go to when we go to the auto mechanic shop. If you see a light come on in your car, you're gonna go get it checked. I mean that's what you that's what I mean that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to allow it to get checked because, I mean, you because you want your car to run smooth. You want your car to run great. You want your car to run fine. So you're going to go get it checked. That's what you're supposed to do. Because you don't want to be in a situation where you got to get a ride from somebody. You don't want to be in a situation where you're constantly depending on somebody for a ride. So then you'll go get your car checked just to make sure everything's functioning because you don't want to be in a situation where you where you, where the oil light comes on the maintenance light come on you got to get oil but you just putting oil in it getting it getting the the, uh, the little bottles from um from Walmart pens oil or royal purple or mobile oil and just putting it in without getting a thorough oil change there's that's a difference and then all of a sudden then the car stops working gets a rod in the engine you don't you don't do that. So it's important that we that that you go to the right people who spent who that's their specialty. That's their field of expertise. And when you do that, your car will be running. God is the same way. Sometimes we got to let God give us a tune up. We got to let God check us, check our spiritual engines, check our spiritual car, check our spirits just to see how are you functioning? How are you doing? What is going on? And check us to make sure we're following him. Not us. God sometimes got to check us and make us realize that we can't do it our way because our way can be costly. Our way can be very costly because we can't tell God to have his way, but we still trying to have our way. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 1 says, Be careful to follow these statutes and ordinances in the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you to possess all the days you live on the earth. Verse 8. You are not to do as we are doing here today. Everyone is doing whatever seems right in his own sight. Verses 10 through 12. When you cross the Jordan and live in the land the Lord your God has given you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all the enemies around you, and you live in security, then the Lord your God will choose the place to have his name dwell. Bring there everything I command you, your burnt offerings, sacrifices, offerings of the ten personal contributions, and all your choice offerings you vow to the Lord. You will rejoice before the Lord your God, you, your sons and your daughters, your male and female slaves, and the Levite who is with 
within your city gates, since he has no portion or inheritance among you. Then Psalms 119 verse 58 through 60 says, I have sought your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I thought about my ways and turned my steps back to your decrees. I hurried, not hesitating to keep your commands. We got to keep the word of God. Whatever God is speaking, we have to do it. Doesn't mean we don't get tense. Doesn't mean we don't get tight. Doesn't mean we don't even get aggressive. But we have the word. And when you got God, you already know there's a reason God is telling me to do this. God's going to fight my battles. God is going to see me through. God is going to bless me. God is going to do that. Not me, but God. But I have to follow God. I have to trust God. I have to believe in God. And I have to stop trying to do it my way. Because in our own thoughts, we may think our way is best. But take a lesson from Moses. Our way is not always best because our way can cost us a blessing, the land, cost, cost us not being able to talk to God, cost us not being able to really experience God because God says, I'm tired of hearing from you. God told Moses, don't bring it up anymore. Like I said, I don't want God to turn his back on me. But also, like I said, we got to be careful. We got to be careful with our attitudes. Got to be careful. Because like I said, some people won't come back. Some blessings, we, we, some blessings don't come back. Some things don't come back. And when you have something in your possession and you don't do what God says and you don't treat it right and you don't treat it the way God says treat it, God knows how to replace it or God knows how to replace you. That's how God operates. That's how God works. So we got to keep doing what the Lord is speaking and commanding and directing us to do and got to get out of our own way. Got to do that. I said, that ain't easy. <laughs> we got to do it. Because I don't, because we don't want to miss God's blessings. But we don't want to ever have that stigma. And we don't, like I said, we don't want to have that regret. Because we didn't listen to God. But because we decided, I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm tell this off. I'm going to tell that you got to tell people off. For what? It ain't easy. It's not easy. It's hard not to. But then when you start thinking about it, when you show love and when you show Christian love, Christian character, Christian words. You keep there's a joy that comes in you. There's a fire. There's a hope that comes in you that the enemy can't stop. The enemy can't quench. The enemy can't cut off. Because I have the love of Christ, the joy of the Lord. I have God in me. And since I got that, I'm not stopping. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. But I'm following and I'm obeying. And I'm going to let the Lord do the rest. But I'm also getting to a place where I have to understand and I have to realize that I cannot ill afford to, to not just overreact, but to do anything that can cause myself pain and cause things around me to have pain. But I got to do what God's telling me to do. And God will do the rest.
Amen. God bless you. We pray that this Bible study has been a blessing to you. We pray that you have been um, helped and encouraged. Like, share, and comment um, on this Bible study. We thank you for um, attending uh, tonight. We pray that you would, we love for you to be a, a part and be a visitor and, uh, you know, join our church. Be a member of the Sunrise Missionary Baptist Church at 613 North Admire Avenue, El Reno, Oklahoma. Um, 73036. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SunriseNBC613. Um, so we thank you for um, for the Sunrise Missionary Baptist Church, and we thank you for joining us tonight. You can also give to our church on Giveify as well. So God bless you on tonight. Um, God keep you on tonight is our prayer, and we look forward to seeing you. We are um, in worship every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We're in Bible study every Wednesday at 6.30 um, p.m. So we thank God for you, and we look forward to... Um, Sunday, and we also look forward to next week. So God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Amen.